Hey everybody, Brad Stevens here, founder and CEO of Outsource Access. We help companies redefine how they scale with offshore affordable staff from the Philippines. Congrats to all fellow winners of the 2023 Real Leaders Impact Awards. We are proud to be among you. About 10 years ago, I woke up to a major growth problem in my last business. Cash was tight, staff was overwhelmed, and tasks were not getting done. Then I discovered the world of offshore virtual staff in the Philippines where English is their second language, so there is no communication or culture gap. I realized outsourcing wasn't just call centers, it was access to college-educated Filipinos to support sales, marketing, operations, customer service, bookkeeping, personal tasks, and more. And in fact, the first woman I hired in the Philippines at 23 is now an award-winning COO of our entire company. It inspired me to launch Outsource Access. One client and YPO member, Ali Jamal, shared their offshore virtual staff Edison automated processes and saved them over 50,000 per year in the first few weeks. It's about finally getting things done and staff focusing on higher value activities. We've grown by over 2,000% in just three and a half years and will double next year. To receive a complimentary outsourcing playbook customized for your industry and to connect with one of our team here at Outsource Access, just visit RedefineScale.com. That's RedefineScale.com or text the word SCALE to 770-954-8440. Two months after hiring my first staff, she sent me a picture of shoes she bought for low-income children because of the opportunity. And now we support thousands of families and the environment with United Nations SDG projects. I'm proud we've grown with impact. To learn more, visit RedefineScale.com. Boom, what up? Hello, bonjour, and hola, real leaders. This is Kevin Edwards, your host here, and I am so excited. You're tuning in to one of our amazing experiences. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, real, and loaded with inspiration, guaranteed to support your impact journey. So sit back, enjoy the listen, folks share a review afterward, and always keep it real. In five, four, three, two, and one, welcome everyone to this episode of the real leaders podcast the voice of the community for impact i'm your host kevin Edwards, and joining us today we have the ceo and co-founder of guests on earth please give a warm welcome to miss jackie prince jackie thanks for coming thanks. on the show today having me absolutely fresh off a run today i hope we're in a great great I'm mindset <laughs> Love it. Well, hey, uh, Jackie, obviously the name just speaks so much volume. Guess here on Earth. Uh, for folks who are learning about the brand, perhaps for the first time, is there a story that comes to mind uh, when you think about the origin and how this company started? So the name Guests on Earth is it's really kind of a mindset about, you know, the role that we all play on the planet and that we we just live here. We are stewards for future generations and that kind of dictates um, certain behaviors that you know people can follow to be the best guests as possible. Um, I remember probably nearly 10 years ago, there was a really impactful advertising campaign um, by the Nature Conservancy called Nature's Calling. And it featured, you know, Julia Roberts and Reese Witherspoon and um, kind of celebrities like that who were narrating on behalf of different elements of Mother Nature. Um, and the message was really, 
you need me more than I need you. And so you should really, you know, kind of watch how you're, you know, living and behaving here. And that message always really stuck with me. I just found it to be such a striking campaign and message. Um, and so when we were, you know, thinking through and concepting the brand initially as a brand that would have sustainability at its core and also blend in, you know, wellness and design, the notion of guests on earth was one of the first um names that came to us and we we did explore other names but um i think what it what it represents and it feels like felt like a much bigger platform and that just stuck around is there a moment that kind of jumps in the mind maybe the early days of the company that I was like man like this is this is uh really what makes kind of the company of who it is today or a, a short story you could share with our audience of a moment that kind of sparked the creation of the company. Yeah, creation of the company, changed the trajectory, anything like that. Yeah, I mean, it was, I think, as a lot of brands um, started, um, the idea came um, to my partner and I during the pandemic. So uh, we were both working from home. My partner's name is Liz Drayton. Um, and just kind of cleaning constantly. Um, and finding it a really unenjoyable part of the day. Um, and also at the same time, noticing on a weekly basis how much plastic was accumulating in our garbage bins and recycling bins. Um, and so we started just looking into that, to that issue of, um, you know, the, the plastic and uh, learned that only about 9% of th those plastic that was in our recycling bins um, would be properly recycled and the rest would go to landfill and be uh, incinerated. Um, and we were inspired by brands like Blue Land that had recently launched as the way to really reduce uh, materials and waste in the space. And so we started looking into the category and we tried, you know, over 20 competitive, natural and eco-friendly uh, brands. And we really found that there was a, a white space at the intersection of sustainability at the core um, in terms of the materials and the format and kind of the practices of the brand, but then really layering on an element of wellness through the experience. Um, scent is a really big thing for us. Um, ingredients are essential oil blends and also design. Um, so we we created the brand to really stand out um, and to be something that you know could be featured in like interior design magazines, which it which it has been actually. Um, we we were invited to exhibit at the interior design show uh, last year and we're going back this year. So I think that was like a, a key moment for us during the pandemic, going through that experience of like, this is really unenjoyable. This is so wasteful. And how can we create a brand and products that make this daily, you know, unenjoyable activity, something that can actually be additive to your day. Right. I, I like the term additive too. Uh, creating a product and a brand that that does that to, for people's lives is transformative. Um, Jackie, just out of curiosity, like just how big is the company right now? How, how many current employees do you have? We're a huge company of two people, uh, myself and Liz, and my co-founder Liz. Um, we launched a year and a half ago in March of 2022. And um you know, we definitely hope to grow. I can't wait to build a team, but currently we are small, lean, and mighty. No, it's it's, it's just helpful to understand, like, hey, what kind of questions should we be asking? And like, also, like, 
for people listening out there, what could, what should they be learning, uh, you know, uh, as well? So what just like nitty gritty right now, but of course, like, you know, um, the, as you continue to grow, you know, ideally it will get easier and easier because you've overcome so many challenges uh, in the early days. What What is the current challenge that's keeping you up at night? How much time do you have? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 16 minutes. Okay. Um, I, I'd say, you know, current challenges are, you know, for us, because we're so small and we, we have to kind of, we manage everything. Um, it's staying on top of, um, both the, the big things and the small things. So big things, you know, thinking through what are we doing in the next, you know, two, six, 12 months, and how are we preparing for that from an inventory standpoint and product development standpoint and cash flow? Um, and then, you know, the smaller daily things that we need to be doing um, to grow and drive sales and connect with our customers and service our customers, um, things like growing um, wholesale accounts. Um, things like creating content that's really compelling that kind of helps to live up to the promise of home and planetary wellness brand and how can we support that in more of a 360 way beyond just our product experience. Um, but inventory currently and holiday is something that is keeping me up at night. And, and thinking about like your growth, like where do you where are you focusing most of your time? I mean, obviously, you, it looks like you're trying to go to wholesalers. You're trying to potentially go D to C. Like, where have you found the most success at this point? So we launched as a DTC brand um, and, and very quickly tried to and successfully got into a number of um, wholesale accounts. We focused on more specialty um, boutique retail accounts. So um, we're at stores like Summerhill Market, Cocoa Market, Village Juicery, Health Hut, um, Evergreen Brickworks uh, in Toronto. We're going to be at the Detox Market, I think, this fall, which is really exciting. So stores where um, the shoppers are more interested in natural like products and ingredients, also focused on efficacy, um, and where there's perhaps a sales staff that is more educated about the products because it's still a newer model, the, the refill model. And for us, we're, we're small format refills, which dilute. Um, and while that is becoming more common, it's still not, you know, an immediate um, understanding for everyone. So that's been our focus in wholesale. Um, and as well as DTC, very, you know, very much. We'd love to focus on that part of the business also. Well, I, I certainly commend what you're doing. And, you know, we, we, you know, had on earlier today, you know, a company called Clean Colt, very similar, uh, you know, product offering, and uh, but, you know, obviously different of what you guys are doing. Uh, but on the, on that program though, there, I was talking a little bit about like investment, like, will you need capital to scale uh, this, you know, this, this company eventually? And, and what's maybe your, your three-year plan to, to get to that point? Yes. Um, so, so far we're, we're self-funded, um, Liz and myself, my partner and myself, um, as well as we have a futurepreneur loan. And we recently received um, a government grant um, called the Idea Fund, which has been really helpful. We, we will need um, more investment to really scale. I think for us, you know, inventory, product development and marketing um, we've we've barely spent any money on on marketing all year, which is um, which is hard for a brand new brand who's who's 
who has limited scale and is trying to get in front of a lot of people. Um, so we're currently just hyper focused on holiday and you know we're participating in a number of events kind of in-person sales events we have some really cool stuff going on also from a new product launch standpoint we're kind of relaunching our initial um our initial assortment of all-purpose cleaner and foaming hand soap with even more improved um formulas and new packaging for the vials so we're very focused there and then um in Q1 of next year, we will probably turn our attention to trying to um, fundraise a little bit because we definitely recognize that um, having both the financial and strategic support of partners who share our vision and are really excited about our space will help us um, be able to grow. I love that. Like I can just like sense like the the entrepreneur grind that you're just going through right now and just love it. Love every single second of it. And um I'm, I know a lot of people who would love to help support as well. I, I'm curious to learn though, like there's there's a always a dynamic between like two co-founders that I think if maybe you shared your, what's been working for you, it might be helpful for others listening who are going through a difficult time. Like, how do you describe your kind of dynamic with your co-founder? That's a that's a really good question. So uh, Liz and I were very different um, from a background standpoint and also just personalities in the way that we work. Um, so my background is creative strategy. I was at you know creative agencies uh, in New York for most of my career, then social impact, um, and then tech. So I was at Meta in Creative Shop and then TikTok. Um, so I'm more on the, the creative kind of strategic side. And Liz is, a, she's an accountant by training. She has an MBA from NYU Stern. She worked in Hong Kong for a few years. And then we met in New York. She was at Google on the ad sales side. She was at another company called JC and Co helping businesses scale um, in, in Canada and and, and Pinterest as well. So Liz has a lot more of that like financial business modeling, strategic business planning background. But I think I think the most helpful or interesting thing that I can say in terms of our dynamic and what's helped our dynamic is having a career coach. Um, so as part of Futurepreneur, you get you get assigned a coach. And initially we thought we would love a coach who had experience in like logistics um, or supply chain or kind of gaps that we didn't have in our specific backgrounds. And we were assigned this coach named Joey Crampton, shout out Joey, um, who he's really like our couples therapist because Liz and I didn't have like a close relationship before we decided to work together. We have some mutual friends. And, it, you know, when you start a business with someone, it's kind of like getting married. It's like you go on a few dates and then you're, you're married and you have a baby and you all of a sudden need to figure out how to raise your business baby. So having Joey as our career coach to help us learn how to communicate um, and talk through things has been wildly um, helpful. And and I'm, I can imagine it would be and and uh, yeah it's it's you know and getting that documentation down before you get into a marriage or a partnership to 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 go back and uh, just have heard horrible stories but also very successful stories of people who have been able to make it work so I'm wishing you both like best of luck and uh, as you continue to grow and and make a a larger impact um, and just like you know 
continuing to go on with like, uh, you know, personal uh, dynamics, you know, what are some of the things that like, you're like, curious about like that you really want to start focusing more of your time on in the business as the company uh, continues to receive more demand? Um, I mean, I would love to be able to really flex some, some of my core skill sets, you know, from a creative standpoint, um, you know, just forming partnerships with interesting people or other brands, creating more exciting campaigns. Um, we have our first campaign in the market now that we worked with um, a local agency called The Local Collective. Um, and it's an AI themed campaign that really speaks to the, the tension for like plant-based natural products where a lot of customers are skeptical that they'll work. Um, and they'll give them the results that they want. And we're using AI as a way to showcase like the unreal clean that you get from our products where you would think these types of results are only available through artificial intelligence, these like beautiful clean um, kitchens and spaces and, you know, powder rooms and things like that. So we're, we're playing with AI in that way of getting people interested about the brand. Um, and I would love to be able to spend more time on, you know, kind of creative work like that. Um, you know, but currently my time is, is spent every, you know, at everywhere. Wearing a gazillion hats, right? Just out of curiosity, like, do you have a preferred platform that's been helpful for you? I know, like, you haven't spent like a ton of money on marketing, but I, I know your background in Meta and TikTok. Like, is there a preferred platform that you're finding has been most effective? I there's not one necessarily, and I think also just because we we really haven't spent a lot um, that. I, I don't, I can't say definitively like this thing is working better than that thing. You know, Meta works pretty well when you can invest in it. Um, we actually, we were featured in the Globe and Mail um, a year ago. Uh, Caitlin Agnew wrote an article about us in the arts and leisure section. Um, and after that, we started buying um, some ads, like newspaper ads in that section. Um, and that did pretty well for us. And I think, I really do think it's kind of like the, a combination of things, if you can do them, um, like our outdoor campaign right now, we're not expecting that to be a big sales driver, but we are hoping that it helps to build some momentum and brand recognition leading into the holiday season. Um, I personally love TikTok. I I'm, I'm, you know, I know that there's a lot more that I could be, I know what I should be doing, like how I would advise myself if I were my own clients. Um, I think, you know, I think we're underutilizing that platform for sure. But, um, you know, I think even things like, you know, being featured on more organic um, blog posts and, and things like that for backlinks and SEO in combination with, um, you know, more of the content and partnerships and things like that it would all work together uh, really nicely and, and has been. I mean, those things have been working really nicely for us. We just need to be doing more of it. Well, it seems like you prioritize your time like very, very well. Like you are very uh, conscientious about where you need to be in the company and marketing right now. It just might not be it, but soon enough, you might get there. Like, how do you think about planning out your day? Do you have a priority list? Do you do you have like a calendar? Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me about like what works for you. Um, just writing every day, writing out lists and then going through the list and, and crossing things off other and, and prioritizing the list. 
Um, it's boring, but it really does help to focus because there's so many things that you could be doing um, at any given time. But because again, because we're so small, but even if we weren't so small, I think if you don't try and focus yourself, you end up kind of going into so many places. And I think I, I have ADD as well. I've like, I'm undiagnosed, but I'm, I'm self-diagnosed. So if I don't have a plan, then I'll, I'll end up, you know, watching videos of, uh, you know, raccoons eating trash or something like that (laughs) on TikTok. Yeah. Well, well, who doesn't? Um, well, well, if you're not uh, watching eating trash, you're not having a great day. You know, it's interesting. Like a lot of the CEOs, like in in my forums, like they, they have, they all have ADD as well. So I don't know if it's like a a tray. We, we interviewed Simon Sinek and he like, he's like, yeah, like it's my superpower, you know? And so, um, like I totally, totally get where you're coming from. I don't know if I have it or not, but you know, we'll go undiagnosed for now. Um, well, well, Jackie, I, I, I really appreciate your time. It's just like any, like, um, uh, recommendations really for, in your, like, you know, experience right now, any recommendations for people also just going through the grind right now, uh, for, for what's worked for you. Having or, or building a network of other founders, even, you know, just start with a few, if, if you don't already have, um, community in that space, but that's been so helpful for me. Um, I made a point of really early on reaching out to other, you know, local founders or even some founders I knew in the U.S., um, women and men, and just kind of having those connections for people who you can reach out to and check in on them and they check in on you to hear how it's going because it's cliche probably, but it really is so up and down and it's such a roller coaster. And I think just knowing and hearing from people honestly that everyone is kind of going through similar things. And if you're having, you know, a certain issue, you can be sure that hundreds of other founders have had or are having the same issue and they got through it and you'll get through it. So that would be my biggest piece of advice is just to try and connect with other founders and see how you can support each other over time. I couldn't agree more. And that's why we we have the the community for impact and but really for any founder uh just find find your niche find your community and um you know it's just been incredibly helpful for for myself and for many others uh jackie appreciate your time coming on the show today um and all of this what is your definition of a real leader a real leader is someone who listens um and is kind of taking in what's going on around them and sees how they can add to that and improve it and support the people who are around them. I love that. For Jackie Prince, I'm Kevin Edwards asking you to go out there, listen more, and always keep it real. Thanks, Jackie. Hey, Releaders, thanks again for listening to this amazing episode. And if you're someone like me who goes all the way to the end just to make sure I can extract as much information, education, and inspiration out of every single interview, might I suggest you check out our magazine. 
you go online to realtors.com today, you're gonna get the first 30 days for free where you're gonna be able to access all of our magazines, courses, and live events from some of the top thought leaders around the world. All you have to do is go online to realleaders.com and click the subscribe button in the top right corner to get your free 30-day trial right now. Again, that's real-leaders.com. Thanks again for being a real leader and always keep it real.